From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the power that financial intimacy has to bring strength and unity to your marriage. And Dave Ramsey had this to say about money and marriage. He said, money is an opportunity to reach unity in marriage. When couples work together, they can do anything. So true. So true. We're going to be digging into that a lot into today's show, but we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And this week's hug is sponsored by One Extraordinary Marriage's Seven Days of Sex Challenge Bundle, which you can find at sevendaysofsexchallenge.com. Now, it comes as no surprise to those of you that are listening to the show for the first time that Valentine's Day is just a few short weeks away. And, you know, sometimes it can be hard to think of what to get. Do I do chocolates again? Do I do lingerie? Maybe a night out. Those are great. I'm not not knocking any of those. But sometimes you want to find something truly unique for your loved one. You want to do something that maybe you haven't thought about doing before. Maybe it's been on the back burner, but you're like, now's the time to do it. So what about giving your love something that extends past Valentine's Day, right? Makes Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day more than just one day. You want to make sure that you get the seven days of sex challenge bundle right now. The bundle includes the seven days of sex challenge ebook, the audio book, 19 questions to amazing sex with your spouse, 21 ways to initiate sex and more. And you can get that right now at seven days of sex challenge.com. And we're going to be launching a seven days of sex challenge in our intimacy, our oils and intimacy group, Facebook group for anybody who wants to starting on Valentine's day. So come on back over here to the show notes. There'll be a link for the, for the group, click it. We'll add you as a member and jump on board after you pick up your seven days of sex challenge bundle. Awesome. So this actually came as an email and this was kind of a unique uh, start to an email that we've received, an email hug, because we don't hear this very often. This writer starts by saying, I have to start off by saying, I really enjoyed listening to your podcast. That we do here. The next part, she says, I am not normally a talk radio person, but your segments are refreshing. It's so nice to listen to another Christian couple be so transparent about the issues that couples face. We don't have it all together. So why do we have to pretend we do? My husband and I have been together almost 11 years and married for almost three and have a five-month-old son. We thought we'd been through and seen almost all of it. Then she goes on to say, this is the part that we really haven't heard very often. I have never listened to a podcast before. Not one. This is amazing to me. Yeah. One, because so many of you, you know, you're sharing the show and things like that, but that she's never listened to a single podcast so awesome. She goes on to say, then one morning, a couple of weeks ago, I had this little voice telling me to listen to some podcasts. My husband and I had grown a little distant with our busy lives and new roles as mom and dad. I thought I would listen to some good Christian advice about struggles marriages face. Somehow I ended up on your podcast about warning signs. Our relationship had dealt with pornography, pornography before we were married. And I guess I thought we were done with it. The more I listened, I knew I had been shuffling the signs under our marriage rug. Mm. I confronted my husband a few hours later and asked if it was in our marriage again. He said he's been quietly struggling with it for a while and was trying to stop. He had wanted to tell me, but didn't know how. He said not long ago, God told him that he needed to tell me himself or he, meaning God, would. 
I strongly believe God spoke to me through your podcast that day. Amen. It hasn't been easy, but because of it, we are communicating in ways we haven't in a long time. We even started the seven days of sex challenge. There you go. Probably, you know, this is one of those couples that already sees the value of it. We started the seven days of sex challenge, knowing we needed that deeper level of intimacy and not just on the sexual level. We made it to day four and then I got extremely sick. I have no doubt we will try again at a later time, but it's amazing what making love and true conversation can do for a marriage. I just wanted to say thank you and to Mm -hmm. keep it up. God is working through you guys and you are doing great things. I love it. Welcome to the One Family listener. We're so excited. And for those of you that, you know, leave an iTunes review or, you know, share the podcast with your friends when a new episode comes out that really touches you. Thank you. Yeah. That's how people like her get the experience of coming into the one family. So, you know, Tony mentioned at the top of the show that we're going to be talking about financial intimacy and how it can bring strength and unity to a marriage. And I'm sure we've all heard that phrase, that statement that says, you know, you should never talk about money, politics, or religion. And, you know, I totally agree that in some like dinner parties and things like that, in fact, at Thanksgiving this past year, right after the election, we actually told the family, um, if you want to talk politics, go do it out by the fire pit. We're not like, having this all happen like right over the turkey right right and 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 the the situation is is that unfortunately a lot of couples are still taking that stance when it comes to money in their marriage right we're not talking about religion or politics on today's show we're talking about money and the fact that you know we've got this so ingrained in our heads that we shouldn't be talking about money that in the most important relationship that we have we're still not talking about money and it's creating a wedge it's creating distance You, you know let's go back to our intimacy wheel. Mm-hmm. Financial intimacy is one of those spokes, one of those areas that makes a huge difference in how we are intimately connected to our spouse. Because when you're not talking about money, folks, there is a deep, a deep disconnect, right? When there's no conversation, there's no connection. You just don't have a plan. Right. Or if you, you have your plan and he has his plan or she has her plan, then everybody's doing their own plan. But where's the unity in your marriage? It doesn't exist. And without a plan, and, and we know this from our own lives, without a plan, without a vision for your money, without a vision for what your future looks like, there's a lot of financial stress. There is. And, and I want to bring something up because we started off this, this year talking about going next level mm-hmm. and really starting to set vision for your for your marriage and what is it what's it going to look like and i'll tell you a lot of folks will not set vision over their lives or their marriage because what if you don't reach it what if you don't hit that mm, goal that's good same thing with your money a lot of us will stay away from money and discussing money with our spouse because what happens if we don't hit that goal right it's okay you know what what if you hit 6 out of 10 you're doing a lot better than you did had you not had anything. So don't let the fear of not reaching your goal not allow yourselves to have some vision over your money so that way you guys can become stronger together and have more unity in this area. Absolutely. And and here's here's the truth of this whole idea around financial intimacy. It does not matter how long you've been married. I don't care if you got married yesterday or you've been married for 50 years. It doesn't matter if you have $0 or a million dollars, millions of dollars. Your financial intimacy matters to your marriage. Mm -hmm. 
it, wherever you are, because here's the thing. It's just like every area of your marriage. When you get intentional about it, when the two of you come on the same page, that's where extraordinary is, mm-hmm. right? When you're doing your own thing or you're not talking about it, or you're just, you know, hoping some miracle is going to happen. That that's where the stress comes in, right? Because there are so many seasons in your marriage, you know, overall financial intimacy matters, but there are some key areas where the two of you need to have unity, key areas where you guys need to have a plan. You know, it's when you first come together as husband and wife, those, that newlywed phase, right? What are we doing with our finances? How, how do we pay for things? You spend how much on your skincare? What? You pay how much for car parts? Uh, Elisa told me about how much she spends on ca- skincare today. That's why I brought it up. As we were driving, I said, really? Like, so, and that's after 20 years of marriage. So if it's happening and you just got married recently or five years marriage. Comes hey, out of my blow money. It, that's I, one of the things. I understand. But it's still one of those things like, really? Okay. <laughs> but, you know, so when you're first bringing your, are we going to have joint accounts? Are we going to have separate accounts? How are we going to pay for everything? What are we going to pay for? Mm-hmm. What, do, what bills do we have? What's, so you've got you've to start with a plan. Because otherwise everybody's doing their own thing. And then, you know, maybe you decide you want to buy a house. How are we going to buy a house? What does that look like? How much can we afford? You know, having children. Having children becomes a lifelong lesson in financial intimacy, mm-hmm. right? It starts from the day that you find out that you're pregnant on, I mean, on till forever, on. till on forever, right? Because they constantly need stuff, right? They're, I mean, we have a 14-year-old that's outgrowing shoes probably faster than he was when he was a toddler. The, the goal is, though, as parents that we raise up kids who can go into our communities and be productive in our communities and are not you know, eating off of our resources once they're, they're up and they're moving. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is not in perpetual yeah. thing. I'm not, I'm not paying for my, I'm, believe me, I'm not paying for my kids forever and ever. And they know that they know. But- <laughs> and Elisa and better yet, better yet, Elisa and I know that because we talk about our money and we know that this is something that's going to come, you know, this is coming in our lives, but we're, we've had those conversations so that we are united in that area and know as we get closer that th- there are going to be deeper conversations. Oh, that. sure. I mean, we're four years away from somebody going to college, mm-hmm. you know, and what does that look like? And, you know, there are job transitions, right? People, people lose jobs. People, you know, move to a different part of the country or the world for a job. You know, you get promotions and there's more income. All of these play into your financial intimacy. You know, we were just talking about kids. Uh, a lot of you think that your kids are going to college. Right. So you've got the whole college planning thing that's going to be a factor and financial aid and all of this kind of stuff. And what does this mean? And how are we affording it? Right. And, you know, for those of you who have teenage boys, I mean, I look at my grocery bill, you know, and how much I'm spending just to, you know, get him fed for lunch. I took a picture and posted it on Facebook this week. And it was funny because one of my girlfriends said, yeah, we stopped the college planning and just put it into the grocery fund. Right. But those are the kinds of things that we face. We face, you know, what is retirement going to look like for us? Right. And, and we're looking at that through our parents' eyes right yeah. now, because within the last six months, all of our parents have retired, have retired, right. And, and done some pretty radical things with their lives. I mean, my parents sold their home in Ohio and moved to Puerto Rico. They are sold living everything. They sold practically everything. Yeah. Practically everything. They're living on the Island. Mm-hmm. Total lifestyle change, but they had to plan for that. Right. And then my parents, my mom just retired uh, this month, and they they still live in the house that I grew up in, 
and that's where they are right now. And who knows what they're going to do next, you, you know, so they're in that spot of retirement. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 an interesting place for us to be because then that leads into, you know, one of those next areas that a lot of us will have to deal with in our lives is medical. Right. Be it paying for it or paying for it in the sense of medical insurance or paying for it when something might happen mm-hmm. to you, your kids, your parents as as they get older. Some of you are dealing with this right now. And looking at that burden of, my goodness, you know, to put my, you know, to have hospice care or to have somebody, what's the other hospices? They're there all the time. Uh, Like assisted living. Assisted living. Nursing care. Nursing care. I mean, all of those factors come into play, especially in your financial intimacy when we're talking about it from a perspective of your parents are in that assisted living and you're maybe having to help out and your spouse is like, wow, we're we're spending how much a month Mm -hmm. for your parents? So these are things that we don't think about it a lot. I I don't think in life, sometimes we try to push all this stuff to the side, but financial intimacy has a huge impact when it comes to our emotional intimacy, when it comes to our sexual intimacy and physical intimacy, when it comes to our recreational intimacy, right? Because if we're spending, let's just say for an example, hey, we're spending a thousand dollars a month so mom can be in that assisted living that puts a crimp on your recreational intimacy, especially if you guys want to get away for a week or 10 day or mm-hmm. two week long vacation every year. You know, you're looking at like $12,000. And that's cheap. $1,000 a month is cheap. Right. Well, I'm, you know, I'm saying, hey, yeah. maybe there's a brother or sister or whatever's right. going on. I'm just using it as an example. I know it. My grandmother had to be in assisted living before she passed some years ago. And I remember talking to my dad and the cost that they were, they were taking on mm-hmm. him and his brother's. Uh, and my mom and and my aunts uh, for my nunna's care. So, but that has a huge impact, mm-hmm. especially if your husband is going and I and you know husband wife whatever you want is going. Gosh, I really wanted for us to go travel for two weeks to the Caribbean, to Australia, to Europe, South America. And yet, if we don't talk about it, we're 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 allowing ourselves to be in a place of stress and anxiety and frustration, which then leads to other areas of our intimacy not coming together. And, you know, it's one of those things, guys, where, you know, we just rattled off a list of, I don't know, like seven, eight, maybe nine different like highlights of your life where the financial intimacy is going to be like a major focus. But the reality is, is that it's all those intervening points, all of the day to day that you're doing with your financial intimacy that allow you when you come to one of those, you know, crossroads, one of those touch points to go, okay, what are we going to do here? How are we going to do this? Because we know because of what we know about the One Extraordinary Marriage family, we know that some of you are in crisis. Mm-hmm. We know that some of you are trying to figure out, oh my gosh, how are we going to make it to the end of the month? And, and when you're in that place, you just need to start with a plan, right? I mean, when we were in that place and we've been there, we've been there. I remember when my grocery bill, when I would like try and keep it around between 40 and $50 a month or 40 and $50 a week, week. sorry, not a month. And now, like, I, I, that actually just kind of, like, 
I look back on those that time and smile because we've come so far. But I was feeding our family on $50 a week. I can't even imagine doing that now. I, I don't even know how no. I would do it. You know, and, and what we did at that point in time is we got into Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University and we just did the whole program. Just done. This is what we were going to do. And we're going to put a link to that in the uh, in the show notes. Right. So and, you- if, and if you want to go check it out right now, just go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash FPU. There you go. FPU. oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash FPU. And, and some of you, are, you're not quite in crisis. You're doing okay. And you want to go to the next level, right? You're like, okay, we, we've got some breathing room, but how do we take that? How do we level up, right? The whole year for One Extraordinary Marriage, remember our theme is hashtag next level, right? And so you're thinking, how do we do that? Well, now's the time to be thinking about about those advisors and planners that you need to have in your life, right? And we started this phase of life when, uh, let's see, Alex, it was right around the time that we were having Alex. So yes. probably 14, 15 years ago. And that's when we started, you know, interviewing financial planners. That's when we started talking to, you know, our insurance agents. When, uh, you know, Abby was born, that's when we reached out to an estate planning attorney mm-hmm. and said, we don't have any of this stuff in place to protect ourselves. We don't have any of these you know, securities documents and all this kind of stuff, which you're like, well, what does an estate planning attorney have to do with my finances? Everything. Because if you die without a plan, the state takes your money and puts it into probate. A lot of it. Takes your your assets and puts them into probate and then your heirs don't get squat. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you got to look at who do you need to take you to the next level. And then we know that some of you are Can I say something in that regard real quick? When it comes to this area of your life and, and of your finances, be of the utmost cautious mm-hmm. with who you are entrusting your funds to. And I, I seriously mean that. It it may not happen. You may be in a place where you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, we really need to get this going now. And so-and-so just gives you a call and boom, you're you're off and going. I would, I would suggest that you interview some folks, mm-hmm. you don't put everything in there right now. Maybe you put a little bit of it and you build a relationship. My insurance guy that we have had helping us with all of our insurance needs, a great gentleman by the name of Bruce Hoffbauer here in, in our area, state farm agent, he has helped us for 13 years, 13 years. And I meet with him annually mm-hmm. to go over everything that's happening and throughout the year, I'm checking in. Sometimes we got to talk to each other. But it's been 13 years. And you know what I started out with? I started out with my general liability for my business. That's what I started out with. It was like, I don't know, $250 a year. That's, that's what it was. And over time, we built up that relationship. Our financial advisor, Dave Holloway, great, great, great guy. Another one. We started with a little bit, talked to him on a yearly basis. So... Don't rush into this area. Mm-hmm. Talk to some folks, get some advice, interview them, just like you would interview anybody else. They're, they need to show you that they know what they're doing so that, the, let me put it this way, they work for you. Right. And so you're the boss and you need to take that stance with them Mm -hmm. so that way you are getting the care that you need and you know it's one of those things too. ask for referrals 
Don't, oh, don't, yeah. don't just take these guys on and gals on face value. Uh, you know, you've got to build it, right? You've got to build that team because it gets to the kind of that third category of folks that we're talking to today. And those are the ones of you that are, you know, you're doing great, right? And you're thinking, okay, what's next? How, how can we be a blessing to others? Because the truth of the matter is, is that you cannot take your money with you when you die. So it doesn't matter whether you're, you're blessing your heirs, you're blessing charities, you're blessing, you know, church organizations or whatever you're doing at some point in time, you're going to be a blessing to other people with your financial intimacy, the strength that you've built because of your financial intimacy. That's your legacy that you're leaving. Absolutely. And you know, each one of these levels at each one, it's the intentionality that you're creating in this area of intimacy mm-hmm. that is going to be the game changer. I, I want to share that one of my coaching clients, we're having, we were having a conversation and we're talking about sexual intimacy. And we're talking about financial intimacy. And you know, we'd been talking about the intimacy lifestyle, right? Being intentional, scheduling sex, you know, having their plan. And there was the day the light bulb literally came on in front of my eyes across the video screen where they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If we can be intentional in terms of our sexual intimacy, like we know how that works. Like we could do this with our financial intimacy. Yes. They got the gold star that day, right? Because it's the same set of skills. It's just a different area of the intimacy wheel that we're working on, mm-hmm. right? Looks a little different, but you're still going to take turns initiating. You're still going to, you know, have a game plan. You're still going to have your days. You're still going to have your whole plan. It's just, you know, when you look at every area of the intimacy wheel, this is an area that needs strength, just like your emotional intimacy, just like your physical intimacy. When you're financial, you know, as we start to build this wheel, you guys know we've been doing this every week. All of a sudden, your marriage is rolling on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And we want to share with you guys some ways that you can create opportunities for financial intimacy in your marriage this week to really take that financial intimacy to the next level. But I just want to remind you, because Valentine's Day is coming, for those of you that are listening to the show when it first, when it first airs, don't miss out on this opportunity to spoil your love and take advantage of a little financial intimacy by uh, getting this at a great deal. So get the seven days of sex challenge bundle and get it now at seven days of sex So what we wanted to do as we were talking, you guys know that we, you know, the latter end of every show, we talk about the specific action items. And because we sort of broke down those different groups that might be listening to the show, we also wanted to break it down in terms of your action items, right? So for those of you that are in crisis, you know, those folks that don't even really, uh, it's just awkward. Like you're, I'm talking about money right now and I've talked about it for, you know, 22 minutes and you guys are like, oh, that's the longest I've heard of money conversation in forever. Okay. Here's the thing. You got to start. Mm-hmm. right? It's just like when Tony talks about his palms getting sweaty, when he has to have a conversation, when we're talking about something, I know your palms are sweaty. I know your stomach's doing flip flops, set a timer, right? Put it on the calendar this week. Those of you that are listening to the show when it first airs, you're listening to it right before the start of a month, right? That's not accidental. That was most definitely on purpose. Why? Because we want you to pull out what your monthly income is going to be for this month. We want you to take a look at where you've been spending money. We want you to create a baseline because here, all you're doing is starting, right? This isn't like the end of the world. You're just starting the conversation. And you know, when you're having the conversations, if it makes you uncomfortable, do exactly what you do when you pick up you know, connect like you did, the questions and connect like you did when you first met. What do we tell you to do? We tell you to set the timer. Right. 
Set a timer for your financial conversation. You know, put it for 10 or 15 minutes. That's okay. Right? If some of you are like, connect like you did, what's that? Okay, well, make sure to, what's the best place for them to come and get connect like you did? Uh, you can get you you can still get that for free right now if you go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash free connect. Okay, see? Financial intimacy. We're helping you out already by doing a free book offer. Right? But you've got to you've got to get intentional, just like you do with the intimacy lifestyle, and set up a time at least at least once a month. Yeah, you to have review. to. Yeah. I would suggest if you've never had conversations that you actually do fifteen to twenty minutes every week. That's what I do with my coaching clients. Fifteen to twenty minutes. Start there. And then eventually you guys are going to get in sync and you, maybe you're only doing it once or twice a month, mm-hmm. right? But you start doing more until you, everything gets comfortable. The second one, or for those of you who've been out of the weeds, you know, you, you, you have your emergency fund, you've paid off your credit cards or you've paid them down a lot. And now you're looking at that next level. And we talked about that a little bit here was you build that team of trusted advisors to secure your financial future. And Things are going to change. Things are going to ebb and flow. Believe me, Elise and I have been at it for 20 years. We've gone through a recession where we've lost almost all of it. Well, we you lost know, our house. We lost our house. Well, I'm just saying even yeah. the financial market's crashing and mm-hmm. you know, and having to come out of that. That's, that's life. We don't live in a bubble. And yet with those trusted advisors around us, we can at least get some perspective that we don't see from what we're constantly looking on. Mm, that's good. So that's for those of you who've been out of the weeds. You're like, hey, where do we go? And we discuss that a little bit. We, we discuss this a little bit further. So just take that. Mm-hmm. I, I would, you know, again, I would suggest referrals to these folks. Maybe you have a friend who's who's been doing it for a while, too close, but who does he know mm-hmm. or she know? You know, talk, discuss, pick up books to learn more. So that way you have an idea where you want to go interview these folks and begin investing. Absolutely. And for those of you who are in a place of strong financial security, you need to continue to stay on top of the information that both of you have, right? See, the job of financial intimacy in marriage is not his job and it's not her job, right? Some of you may be stronger in certain areas, but you both need to not only know the information, but have access to it, right? Because you never know when the unexpected is going to happen. And I'm not just talking about death. I'm talking about serious injury or illness where you've got to have access to that information and, and being in that place where you know how to access it, you know, you know what to do with it. You know what the plans are because the two of you have been talking and growing this plan. That's when you have that great peace, right? And then it's also, what is our plan for the legacy that we are leaving? How are we going to impact when you're in a place of great financial security, you get to the point where you say, we've got more than enough. How do we bless other people? What do we want our legacy to be? And that's where, you know, each one of you listening has the opportunity to move through these cycles. And I know because Tony and I started out in crisis. We started out with student loan debt. We started out, I mean, we like credit counseling. A lot. I mean, we've done debt and, and mistakes and financial lack of intimacy. And I will tell you that when we got on the same page, when we got on the same team, and that's what, that's what financial intimacy is. It's building that team, starting with you and your love, right? Being open and honest. You start doing that around this area that most people won't talk about. When you start doing that, you're going to have the marriage that most people only dream about. 
Yeah. And I'm going to add one more thing here real quick. We have a downloadable PDF that you guys can grab right here on the show notes. It's called Our Family Emergency List. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this sometime back. I just found it as we were, we were discussing this because I, it brings a lot of these pieces together, right? It's going to bring all this stuff. We're talking about our financial intimacy and in, in here, there's, you know, babysitter information, doctors, dentists, and all that. Please fill those out. It also goes down to our trust documents, executive of our trust, um, safe deposit box, online info, insurance information, all of that, that you need to make sure that your financial intimacy is in the right spot. So I'm going to put that in the show notes again for you guys. Um, be prepared. It was in that show. Um, gosh, some time ago, long time ago. Yeah. So in any case, don't, you can look it up in that show, but it'll be here in this show. So the key is this week is to go out there and start talking about your financial intimacy. That is the key. No matter where you are, it's important to start discussing it because once you start letting that out, the anxiety, the, the stress, the fear of even talking about it begins to dissipate because we're headed on, we're, we're tackling this area of our lives together. Remember folks, we're on the same team, finances, money, that, that's just something we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And together as a team, we're going to tell our money what to do. It's not going to tell me and, and, and Elisa what to do. We're going to tell it what to do. And so as you begin to get together in this area of your marriage, it's going to begin to impact that emotional intimacy. And, and like I said, the sexual and the recreational intimacy, it's going to impact these areas where years from now, you're going to be looking back going, I'm glad we started because now we're looking forward into what our legacy is going to be not where we were and people are going to go because of so-and-so i'm able to be here today they blessed me in such a way because they're willing to drop the 200 dollars or 250 dollars so i could go to summer camp you're going to be a blessing and we pray that it will impact lives for for generations to come we love you guys. Have a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Come to here to the show notes. Get all those resources. Take those in and begin to use those this week. We love you guys. Catch you next week.